Tim Rittenauer with the Minnesota Adventist Podcast. I'm your host for this podcast, and it's been a while since we've done a podcast. And uh, part of the reason for that is the Lord has led me to make a move to northern Minnesota, to Thief River Falls, Minnesota. It's kind of my home territory, and so it's taken a while to move and get settled. But now that I'm here and somewhat settled, we want to begin podcasting once again. And as usual, one of my favorite kind of podcasts to do is to interview somebody. And I do have somebody sitting across the table from me here. And her name is Gerline Versailles. Did I pronounce that correctly? Correct. Gerline Versailles. Now that word Versailles, the last name there, that kind of sounds French. Yes, it is. It is. So what is that your background? Yes. (laughs) It is. Okay. All right. All right. So anyway, um, I just got to know Gerline a few months ago, moving back up here. She actually works at a business in town here called DigiKey. Maybe some of you have heard of that, but she's actually from Atlanta, Georgia. Or no, is that correct? Atlanta, Georgia or Georgia area? Well, Hampton, Georgia. Hampton, Georgia. But her talent is so massive that they recruited her to come up here and work in DigiKey. So anyway, we'd like to hear Gerline's story today. And I don't really know it. I just sensed in meeting her that she had a story, and she told me that she does. And so we're going to go ahead and hear her story. Um, So she's... uh, I asked her prior to starting if she was raised an Adventist. And she said, the sort of, I guess, is what she said. So let's go back to the beginning. Um, where were you born? Well, I was born in Haiti. Oh, in Haiti, okay. Yes. All right. And um, my, uh, I grew up with my grandmother because my parents were in the States. Okay. So um, my mother's godmother was a Seventh-day Adventist that lives just a few doors down from us. Mm-hmm. And we used to go to MV at the time. That's what it used to call missionary volunteers. Now okay. Mm-hmm. And we used to go to um, church on Sabbath afternoon just for a for missionary volunteer. And um, that's how I was introduced to Seventh Day Adventism. Okay. Okay. And during the summer months, we will go to Bible. Um, what did they used to have it for children? Um, can't remember the name of it, but it's a, a classes for kids uh, during the summer, like for two two weeks. Vacation Bible, Vacation Bible school? school. Okay, okay, we all right, to, sure. We used to go that, to mm-hmm. go that during the summer months. So and so that's how I knew about Seventh Day Adventists. And mm-hmm. for a while, um, when we moved to the states, about when I was about eleven years old or so, we moved to the to New York. Yeah, we went. We were Catholic. We grew up in a Catholic home, 
So we go oh, to... Oh, wait, wait, uh, I'm a little confused. Mm-hmm. So your grandmother is an Adventist? No, my grandmother was never an Adventist. I missed something. Her god, my mother's godmother. Mother's godmother. So yeah. that's how you kind of were introduced. But your parents? Or they your were mo- not. They, we were Catholics. Oh, we Catholic, up, we, okay. Yeah, we were Catholics. But okay. she would still go and take us because her friend, my mother's grandmother, would invite her. And she'll take us to children there, to okay. children to children's services or children things, services that gear for kids. Okay. Not okay. for herself necessarily. Sure, sure. Now, you, that you're talking about your mother, and again, are your mom and dad both living when you grew up? And they, they're, they're, they're both Catholic? Yes, we both, okay. all, all families were Catholic. Okay, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. What did your parents do? Just, well, my mother was a teacher, and my my father was a civil engineer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, when we came to the state, myself and my three other siblings, we came to New York. We lived there, and we we went to Catholic um, church because that's what we knew. Sure. And then one day, my mother was visiting one of her friends, and somebody knocked on the friend's door. And they were two Seventh-day Adventists. Okay. And they were giving, uh, introduced themselves and wanted to share books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's how my mother came to know or into Adventism. And then she invited them to come to our home the following week. Okay, and these two guys we, that came with the book, yeah. through the call porters? Or? I wasn't sure they were okay. call porters, but okay. I think they were going around knocking on people's doors, giving Bible studies. Okay, all right. And that's how we got, by that time I was about probably 14. But then I was curious about the Bible as well. I was reading mm-hmm. the Bible. I was very, um, what do you say, I was fascinated by uh, Book of Revelation with animals, and I used to imagine, okay. you know, that was fascinating to me. Sure. And then they came in and started studying the Bible regarding the state of the dead and the, the, um, um, the Sabbath, and I was very convicted that the Sabbath mm. was a true day of worship, that's a true day of rest. Okay, then you're 14 years old. I was 14 years old okay. at that time. All right. And um, and there was one verse in the Bible that really caught my attention. I think it's in Timothy, where it says that there is no other man um, in the earth that could forgive sin except Christ Jesus. I'm paraphrasing that. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I was... There's no the mediator between medi- God yes. and man except Christ Jesus. So, growing up a Catholic, maybe that was a unique verse for you. Exactly. So when I when I heard this, I knew, okay, I'm not in the right church. Okay. Because the Catholic, in the Catholic church, the Pope claimed he can forgive sin. Mm-hmm. The priest can claim the same thing. They can forgive sin. So mm-hmm. and I said, okay, that's not it. That's not the true church mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. And that's how I came to get more involved in the Catholic Church. And I was introduced to the help message as well. Mm-hmm. And around 15, I was baptized. Okay, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. All right. What part of New York were you living in? I was living in Manhattan. Manhattan. Mm-hmm. That's like southern part of uh, New York? Um, well, that's New York City. The yeah. Big Apple. Yeah, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. all right. I've only been to New York once about a year ago. Oh, okay. And uh, I know there's different boroughs or whatever, mm-hmm. and Manhattan is one of them. So, mm-hmm. okay. 
Um, you mentioned you have three other siblings. Mm-hmm. Were they boys, girls? What was the mix? Oh, there? I had two brothers, an older brother, and younger one, and then my sister, an older sister. Okay, and what were were they ex- kind of going through the same thing as you at this time, well, or were they? At one point, we all, except for the boys, they were not so much into it, but my mother and my sister and I, we all were baptized the same day okay. as Seventh-day all right. Adventists. All right. Yeah. How about your dad then? He... No, not really. No, not really. No. <laughs> okay, okay. So anyway, you're 15 years old, mm-hmm. you've gone through this experience, you've gone through some Bible studies. Mm-hmm. Had you gone through a series of evangelistic meetings? Or, no. Which is, of course, not a requirement, but... <laughs> no. All right, no, but... Uh, so been. anyway... Um, so, 15 years old, and then between like, 15 and 20, what was going on with your life? Well, uh, well, I finished high school, and then uh, in 1978, I went to Atlantic Union College okay. in Massachusetts, and I stayed there. I went into nursing school, but then I realized that wasn't <laughs> what I wanted. Oh, you didn't? Okay. No. <laughs> I, when I went into clinical, I just <clears throat> couldn't. No, I couldn't deal with all that suffering. I okay. did blood, and I I just couldn't deal with it. All right. So I went into social work. Oh, okay. And then that's where I spent almost of my adult years. As a social worker. As a social worker. Uh, ma- master's level? Kind uh, of? I did get my master's okay. you know, through, through work. But um, I work with children, children in foster care, preventive, um preventive services for them, and seniors as well, uh-huh. senior okay. care. Okay. And um, so that's what you did for quite a few years then. Quite a few years, yeah. you, Did you retire from that then? Or uh, I did retire. I did retire, and then I, well, when I moved to Georgia in 2021, is it 20, no, 20, 2001, after, after, well, just before 9-11. That was in 2001, I think. That's 9-11, what, 2001 was the... Yeah, yeah that's... Uh, so just know, before that. Just okay. in August. In okay, August okay. When I moved to Georgia. Okay. What was the but draw in, to Georgia? Why did you well, make that one? I, back in 19, 1980, I don't remember again. Somewhere in the 1980s, I came to visit. My sister was living here in Georgia with her husband. Okay. And I came and I said, oh, wow, I like it here because it was very quiet, very rural. Mm-hmm. I mean, really nobody was in any hurry to go anywhere. Sure, sure. I said, oh, when I retire, I'll come here. Okay. But then I came way before that. Okay. And then... Um, before, in 1993, I did come to Georgia, but well, that's another story. I'm not going into there. Okay. But anyway, I came in 2001 permanently to stay permanently. Okay. But then I wear many hats. I wasn't necessarily doing social work, but I was working with different agencies to provide services for the seniors. Okay. Yeah. So um, in 2020. One, I, I, I left. I came to Digiki. There was an advertisement. You came to Digiki. Digiki. Mm-hmm. What year was that? Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Okay. And uh, and then I said, oh, I think I can do that. And then I moved to Digiki, and that was in July twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one, and you're... And I worked there, and then I spent the summer till twenty 
I spent winter till 2022, and then I moved back to Georgia. Mm-hmm. And then I decided, well, I, I, I'll go back and work because I wanted to travel. That's, that's the whole idea. Okay. I wanted to travel. I wanted to earn extra money so I can travel. And I said, well, Tajiki was perfect. Okay. Because I, it wasn't, I didn't have to stay permanently. Mm-hmm. And, and then I came back this year. Um, in July, in April 2020. Okay. Yeah, April this year I came sure. back and then I've been here. <laughs> right. And then, I mean, they've kind of recruited you to be more permanent, I think, than maybe what you intended, if I understand. Well, or they, they liked your work and they've kind of <laughs> held out some carrots for you. I think. Well, actually, <laughs> They don't, you don't have, even though they said, okay, when I first was asked to work, it, I could stay, actually, I could stay as long as I wanted. Okay. Yeah, as long as I wanted, I could stay. Yeah. yeah. Because of, you know, the uh, jig is expanding and they need workers. Yeah. So it, yeah. I can stay uh, sure, as long as sure. I want. Yeah. So it's a little bit personal, but I gather that it's just been you all of your life. Oh, I have a son. Okay, okay. I just <laughs> How old is your son then? My son is 32. 32. Okay. Where's oh, he 33, at? 33. Where's he at? He's in Georgia. Georgia. Mm-hmm. What kind of work does he do then? What does well, he, he do IT tech and do finance. Okay. All right. So did he, he follow in his mom's footsteps for well, the he, church? Or? Well, he grew up in the Seventh-day Adventist church and uh he kind of wandered away after college. Well, mm. that's what I did wander away myself after college. You did, you said? Yeah, I did, yeah. I, oh. Not wandered away in a way like, like I'm going to movies, I'm doing all kinds of No, I just didn't go to church. Okay. But I still knew when Sabbath comes, it's Sabbath, that uh-huh. I have to. But I just didn't go to church. Okay. But um, I didn't work on the Sabbath or anything like that. But... Um, uh, much later, maybe in my 30s, and then I decided, you know, I need to, I feel the pull to return to okay. to God and return to uh, my beliefs, seven uh-huh. beliefs. Okay. And I've been back then since. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. All right, good. So that's kind of an overview of your life, and, mm-hmm. and it's kind of, uh, we're, we've kind of outlined the facts of your life, but, <laughs> but in just, Knowing you as I do, you have a significant spiritual component to your life that is evident to everybody that gets to know you. And so that's one reason I wanted to talk to you. Can So if we can just back up and talk a little bit more about that. You know, we can have an understanding of the facts of the Bible and the doctrines of the Bible and believe in them and kind of order our life after them. But to do that versus do that plus have a relationship with Christ— it's two different things. And I know you have a relationship with Jesus. And so can you tell us about that? Well, <laughs> what can I say? Um, I, I trust God. I, when I, um, whatever it is that I'm, if I have a thoughts or something that I plan to do, I, I do pray about it and um, ask God for direction mm-hmm. as to is this the right thing to do? Am I making the right decision? Um, I don't always, in my mind, I don't feel I always make the right decision. And I, and I do not want to make a decision that will be not what God would want me to do. Sure. So, um, 
I do have my personal devotion. You know, what does that look like? Your well, personal devotion. What personal, do you do for that? Yeah. My personal devotion is that when I wake up, the first thing I do is talk to God. Mm-hmm. Even when I'm still in bed, I still, if I wake up in the middle of the night, I talk to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, fine, mm-hmm. you know. Thank you, Lord, you opened my eyes. It's a simple thing. Sure. That yeah. um, you allow me to see another day or if I'm going to the store, please guide me. I do not want to misuse your funds because mm. they are yours. Mm-hmm. Just just that I, that I will um, do what you would want me to do. It's, it's, I feel like it's, 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 it's a friend, mm-hmm. really. It's not because I used to have a view of God where he's up there watching everything that I do, waiting to zap uh-huh. me. Okay. <laughs> but no, when I, as, as I said, as you start studying the Bible and I start reading sweet of prophecy, I said, uh-uh, that's not the God. So your that picture of God changed. It definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. That, this yeah. is, no. Yeah. And I see how he deals with me when I do things that are wrong. He's he's not waiting to whip me. He just he is so compassionate, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even when I wanna do something, he's I don't know, how do I put it? He's um sometimes he allows me to make a mistake. Go the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Go the wrong way. Or you know, when you have a two year old doing Going a tantrum, mm-hmm. you just let him go. And, okay, you have your tantrum. Well, and I can't when you're imagine done, you having a tantrum. Oh anyway. yeah, I'm gonna say, God, this is what <laughs> I want to do. This is, and it's just okay. I and I go on and on and on and on, and then it's just watch me. Mm. And then when I've done it, pick me up. Mm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So and then when I look back on these experiences, I said, really, God is a very compassionate Father. Mm-hmm. I can't ask for anybody more mm. than that. Absolutely. No way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's my experience with yeah. God. Yeah. So um, you mentioned Spirit of Prophecy, reading Spirit of Prophecy. Was there some favorite books or passages from the Spirit of Prophecy well, that mean a lot to you? Well, yes. The um, uh, Great Controversy, page, what is it, 457, I believe. And I personalize, I personalize that passage for myself. Tell us about it. And it says that, it says your heavenly father, but I said my heavenly father. Mm-hmm. I said my heavenly father uh, others everything in wisdom and righteousness, and I am not to be dissatisfied or distrustful, but to bow in reverent submission. He will reveal to me as much of his purposes as it is for my good to know. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, I must trust the hand that is omnipotent and the heart that is full of love. Mm. And I'm mm-hmm. always saying that to myself. When I'm in a situation, I said, did, I begin to question, does God lead me here in that situation? And I will repeat that to myself. It is mm-hmm. in his wisdom. Mm-hmm. He will guide me. So mm-hmm. that strengthened me and comforted me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you experienced an... I don't want you to misunderstand my question, but my question is, have you experienced some miracles in your life? Well, every day is a miracle in a sense. Every day with Christ is a miracle. But are there some some events or some moments in your life where you clearly saw the hand of God in your life? Well, I I remember one time uh, I, my son was four years old. We were 
going to, um, well, that's one of them. We were going to um, Tennessee to to uh, the aquarium. Mm-hmm. It had rained that day. We were on 75. I think I was doing 60 miles per hour. And then all of a sudden, I saw the car in front of me pull to the left, pull to the to the side. And I don't know. And all of a sudden, I just stopped because I had to stop. The car was piled up. And I you know, oh, pressed okay. on, on the brake. But the miracle to me was that it felt like something picked up the car. Oh, okay. Lift it up and put it gently down. <laughs> and I was like, even my son was like, Mommy, what's happening? Mommy, what's happening? Oh. And we're looking around to look to see <laughs> Where is that heavenly song being? Yeah, because yeah. it was, you know, when you suddenly you stop and your brake was switching, mm-hmm. nothing like that. It was so gentle. Mm. And I'm like, wow, I'm looking around. And when I was telling my sister, she said, oh, you had good brakes. I said, uh-uh, that wasn't good brakes. <laughs> heavenly angel, help us. Yes. Because there is no way. And there was, when we later found out, there were four cars pile up. Mm-hmm. That was the accident ahead mm-hmm. of us. So, mm-hmm. that's one of the of the experiences that I had. Another one was when I was going to uh, Columbus. Mm-hmm. Columbus, Georgia. Because I work at one point in Columbus, Georgia. And I was, um, I must have fallen asleep. I don't know. Because it was, I was, it's a three lane Mm-hmm. And I was uh, in the far left, mm-hmm. and I felt a tap on my shoulder, and I was all the one the far right. Mm. And I'm like, "Oh God, thank you!" And <laughs> roll up on my window down. I never forget those things mm-hmm. because I'm said, "Wow, these were miracles to me." Mm-hmm. You know? Yes, yes. There's probably many times that God really? has intervened when you exactly. didn't even know. You know? Didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. But these, I was aware of them. You <clears throat> yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. That right. is so true. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, will this be the first winter you've gone through up here? This is going to be the second winter. Second one. Yeah. And you still came back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go through for punishment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, anyway. Now you you've been attending here at Open Arms Christian mm-hmm. Fellowship. This is a like a ministry of the Seventh Day Adventist Church, but um, and we're just finishing up a series of meetings that we've been getting um, that have been been streamed uh, today. There was a baptism, and you were here. And, I mean, have you been enjoying? I mean, you haven't been able to go to a lot of them, no, but not a lot. So, but I think you've been enjoying the yes, meetings and yes, the baptism, and and uh, yeah, so. Um, as you look into the future, with everything that's going on in the world, and you know, the war, Hamas, Israel, Jordan, and do you have any fear as you face the future? No, I must say no, I, because I believe God is in charge. Mm-hmm. In spite of what's going on, he is in charge. Mm-hmm. And, uh, no. Um, as I said before, well, no, not before doing, the, the fear for me is um, 
things that I have not experienced that I, if I'm going to go somewhere that I've never done before, I have a little apprehension, but it's not necessary for the future because mm-hmm. I know God is in charge of that. And he already planned it out. He already told us. We already know what the plan is. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, as far as a big thing of life, I'm not, no, I don't have any fear because God is directing the okay. events of our lives. Good, yeah. good, all right. Um, so, um, my listening audience out there, as far as this podcast, is varied. It's called the Minnesota Adventist Podcast, but I know non-Adventists somehow have been listening to it periodically too. Again, I haven't done one for a while, but that was my experience when I was doing them earlier this year. So, I mean, if there's somebody out there who hears this podcast, is listening to you, and they're kind of on the fringes, or maybe they've never made a commitment to Christ, and they're kind of feeling the pulling or drawing power of God's love. What what advice would you have for them? What would you like to say to them if they're out there listening to you right now? Submit to Christ. Just surrender. And why should there they do that? There is nothing better you can do. Okay. You know, God will... Make you happy. He will it make you happy doesn't mean that you will have no problems. Uh-huh. It means that you have somewhere you can go and put all your choice. Because God said, Come unto me, all you uh-huh. are labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Uh-huh. And he means exactly that. Uh-huh. Take him at his word, trust him, uh-huh. and he will come through for you. Mm, amen. Just amen. as he had come through for me. Amen. Amen. Well, um, would you mind having prayer for us before we close this? Could you do that and sure. maybe prayer for our listeners? Okay. All right. Go ahead. Heavenly Father, we want to give you thanks for your loving kindness and mercy toward us. Father, we know we're not worthy of any of your blessings, but because of Christ, that you have done so much for us. I pray that you will be with all those who are hearing my voice, that they will hear your voice and that they will surrender to you. Thank you for hearing us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, this has been another episode of the Minnesota Adventist Podcast. And uh, I promise you I'm going to try to get back into it here as the Lord opens the door. So God bless you and keep you until we meet again. Whoa.